Hello, I'm Matt Dolly, and thank you for tuning in to the Vipers Network here as we start off our brand new series, our What If. That's right, this is the very first episode of the What If series as we look at how certain events may have reshaped the NFL if things had turned out just a little bit differently. First up is the curious case of history repeating itself when the Green Bay Packers traded Aaron Rodgers nearly 15 years after they had dealt Brett Favre to New York, except this time Brett Favre, he's bringing his friends with him to Broadway as well. In another NFL multiverse, Brett Favre almost went from one bay to another. That's right, Brett Favre was almost not a New York Jet. Instead, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were almost able to swing a deal to acquire the future Hall of Famer. Basically, Brett Favre would have been Tom Brady 22 years in advance. Maybe this is better off left for another what-if show altogether later on down the road. Then again, do we really want to imagine what kind of pitchers that Brett Favre could have possibly been sending in Tampa Bay? Uh, you know what? I'm not ready for Brett Favre's beach bod dad bod going on there. We all know that Aaron Rodgers had a wish list of items that the New York Jets needed to have in place prior to his arrival. It's no secret. Those items not only included Alan Zard, but Randall Cobb as well. So what if Brett Favre was able to bring his most dependable pass catchers with him to New York back in 2008? In 2007, the Packers, they were coming off a 13-3 season in which Brett Favre threw for 4,155 yards along with 28 touchdowns. That season, Greg Jennings led all Packers pass catchers there with 12 touchdowns. And along with those 12 touchdowns, Jennings also added 53 receptions for 920 yards. Meanwhile, Donald Driver, he actually led the way with 82 catches on 122 targets for 1,048 yards, along with a pair of scores. Technically, Donald Driver nor Greg Jennings would become free agents until at least 2013. But for all intents and purposes here, I'm sending both of them, along with Brett Favre, to New York, leaving this version of the 2008 Packers with Aaron Rodgers, and he's got himself James Jones and a future second-round selection there in Jordy Nelson. Now, Driver and Jennings both had success catching passes from Rodgers. In fact, in 2008 and 2009 seasons, both receivers would top 1,000 yards, and Jennings, he would do it again in 2010. We all know that Nelson didn't become Rodgers' go-to option until about 2011, but with the early departures of both Driver and Jennings, Nelson's acclimation there to the top of the depth chart comes much, much sooner. For a Packers team that missed the playoffs in 2008, that would be the last time that they would do so until that 2017 campaign. And we know that the deal that sent Favre to the Jets also had a conditional fourth-round selection associated with that now in the second round of that 2008 nfl draft that is where we see the packers end up selecting kansas state product jordy nelson who we're going to talk about a little bit later on the show now the 2008 jets they were a very balanced offense as five would end up throwing for 3472 yards completing 65 percent of his passes while tossing as many touchdowns as interceptions 22 that season jericho cautry and lavernius coles were the leading targets for Favre, while Cotter caught 71 passes for 858 yards and five touchdowns. Coles chipped in with 70 receptions, 850 yards, and seven scores. Neither Jets receiver was able to equal the production of the Green Bay duo in that season. That is why we're sending Driver and Jennings to New York. For the Jets, 
it was Thomas Jones, who was the back at the time, and he would score 13 touchdowns there on the ground on 290 carries. He also churned out over 1,300 yards on the ground. So obviously the additions of Driver and Jennings would drive those opportunities down a little bit when we're looking at this whole what-if type scenario. One of the beauties of what-if scenarios is we could take certain events completely out of the equation, such as the bicep injury that Favre suffered when the Jets were 8-3, and three, which ultimately led to the team missing the playoffs that season, or the fact that Favre would retire once again at the end of that season and ultimately make his way to Minnesota for that 2009 season. With a solid run game and two 1,000-yard receivers at Favre's disposal, not to mention a clean bill of health, Favre and the Jets are poised to make a deep playoff run. Not only do they now finish the season at 12-4, and they eliminated the Dolphins' postseason hopes, and they make a big run here in the playoffs and get to the AFC Championship. If you recall, Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald nearly knocked off this Steelers team. If it wasn't for a pick six there, courtesy of James Harrison. With that in mind, this Jets defense, along with Favre, was enough to punch Favre's ticket back to the Super Bowl. And in that Super Bowl, the Jets they would face Kurt Warner, Larry Fitzgerald, and that Arizona Cardinals team. There would be no need for a Santonio Holmes toe drag swag in the corner of the end zone needed in this contest as Driver and Jennings, along with Cotter and Coles, proved to be more than enough to handle this Cardinals secondary. Now, with a deep run in the playoffs and another Super Bowl under his belt, Favre, he does not need to retire, and he does not head to Minnesota. Instead, he plays out the rest of his career in New York, making another deep run in the playoffs in 2009 for the Jets. And Vikings fans, they never have to endure that heartbreaking 2009 NFC Championship interception. Prior to that interception in that NFC Championship game, Favre was having a great season. 33 touchdowns to only seven interceptions, over 4,200 passing yards while targeting the likes of Sidney Rice and Percy Harvin on his way to an NFC North title victory over his former squad there in Green Bay. With Favre now under center there in New York, the 9-7 Jets team that barely snuck into the playoffs there and made it all the way to the AFC Championship get a major upgrade there as the trio of Favre, Driver, and Jennings, along with a great defense, lead this Jets team to a 13-3 record there and they have enough firepower to take on the Colts in that AFC championship game and defeat them that's right if you recall this Colts team they defeated a Mark Sanchez led Jets squad there 30 to 17 in that AFC championship game Brett Favre huge upgrade over Mark Sanchez let's call it the way it is and there you have it Brett Favre back-to-back Super Bowl appearances and in this Super Bowl the Jets they would face off against Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints team a team that Favre is very familiar with. Heading into this game, Favre had a 3-2 and two record against the Saints as a member of the Packers. And the Super Bowl will turn into an absolute shootout there with Breeze and the Saints getting the better of Favre, 37-34. Although some late-game heroics could be possible, considering in this time period, 2008-2010, to 2010, Favre had led six fourth-quarter comebacks or game-winning drives. As for the Packers, the recovery from losing Favre, Driver, and Jennings took a little bit longer than expected. And I mentioned the selection of Nelson there in the second round of the 2008 draft. Then in 2009, they added B.J. Raji. But here's where things get a little bit freaky here. No Jennings and no Driver. And James Jones, he's getting a little bit older there. So this is something that's a little bit different here. The Packers, they changed their focus heading into the 2010 draft. They know that they need to get a wide receiver capable of playing opposite of Jordy Nelson for years to 
come. So unlike this current version of the Packers team, Green Bay does something they would never do, and they choose a wide receiver in the first round, but not just any wide receiver. Instead of selecting Brian Beluga in that 2010 draft, the Packers would end up selecting from Oklahoma State wide receiver Dez Bryant, and we never have to ask, did Dez catch it? Because he's going to help this team move forward. And just like that, Aaron Rodgers once again has a pair of 1,000-yard receivers to once again terrorize the NFC North for years to come. And this puts the Packers and Aaron Rodgers back on schedule for another Super Bowl championship run there. Albeit this time, it comes in 2012. And I'm sorry, Ravens fans, I couldn't handle another Harbaugh Bowl in my timeline. Who knows? With a young Jordy Nelson and a young Des Bryant, maybe even two Super Bowl championships would be in the cards for the four-time NFL MVP. And just like that, everyone is happy. Well, at least the New York Jets are, and at least the Green Bay Packers are. If you like this, let us know. Make sure to hit that like button, and make sure you are subscribed to the Vipers Network so you do not miss any of our content coming out here in 2023. Also, make sure to let us know in the comments below what scenarios you would like featured on the next episode of What If.